0: In this episode, you will meet Leslie Howard, somebody that I've gotten to know through the years who shares her story of removing the stressors to find peace. And she has done that by challenging the norms over and over and over again. She shares about her cancer journey. She shares about um, quitting her job and living life doing nothing for quite a few years. 12 to be exact, she shares so much goodness in this episode. So I would suggest listening to the entire thing. And if you are in that place where you're like, it's time for me to take the leap, challenge all the norms, reinvent myself, and you would like support doing so in in the sense of a community, and in the sense of having me guiding you in that process, then I highly suggest checking out Sanctuary. You can find out more information about it at heyshadya.com forward slash sanctuary. The link is in the description of this episode. Right? Without further ado, here's the next episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Growth thoughts, and we are at it with this interview series on challenging the norms and reinventing yourself. Today, I have Leslie with me, um, somebody who I have the joy and pleasure of knowing. Um, We've interacted with each other um, online for quite a few years, and as she's been my client for a few years as well, so we know each other pretty well. But The reason why I chose her for this interview series is because she doesn't live your life as the average person, you know? Mm -hmm. And for me, as at the age that I am at, I love finding people that I can look up to that did not live the traditional life did not go to school, work, and then retire, because that's not what I want to do. And so I need people to inspire me to not do that. And so Leslie is definitely one of those persons. She has juiced the goodness out of life. She still has so much more to go. Um, So I will let her introduce herself. Leslie, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me again. My name is Leslie Howard, and um, I have not lived a traditional kind of life. I did at some point, but I was not comfortable, Mm -hmm. and I had to find a way out. And finding that way out was through the inner work that I had to do within myself, finding myself again, Mm. um, reinventing myself, um, knowing. What I like, what I don't like, knowing what I can accept and what I will not accept. And, you know, through toxic relationships in my childhood and my young adulthood, I went through a lot of dysfunction. And it just came a point where I was done with that because I know and I knew then that there was a different side of life that I could live where i was healthy where i was whole mentally and physically and so i i got out i ran and i got out and i took 12 years to just be with myself learning growing taking you know different classes writing classes yoga classes mindfulness classes and i found who i was and i knew that there was more to life than what I had experienced, and um, I was in a career, and that career was no longer serving me. It was no longer bringing joy or happiness, and I knew from previous jobs that once you get to feeling like there's nothing, nothing is giving you, you know, that joy from work, that it's time to leave, and that's what I did. I, yeah. you know, took the retirement and cashed out my 401k and I sold everything. I paid off, you know, credit cards, car note, and I knew that I just needed to be enough for me. And my lifestyle drastically changed. People did not understand. <laughs> they were so confused, you know, ask me, when are you going back to work? You know, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm living life, you know, yeah. I was able to actually go out, walk in the park, smell the roses, and, you know, just have life that so many people don't get to experience because they're just stuck in the rat race. And during that time of learning and growing, I um, reevaluated and I picked back up a love of mine from high school which was writing and I just started journaling and journaling and I would drive to a lake and find a nice little spot under a shade tree and just journal and listen to music and I love taking pictures and so I was you know photographing nature and just Mm. the good good things in life and that really got me through Those twelve years of learning myself and just being at peace, and I I realized that no one can come into my life and disrupt that peace, because I I set those healthy boundaries for myself, family members, and friends. And I lost a few good people along the way, Mm -hmm. but that's not my problem because I set that boundary for myself.
0: And and that kind of and they might not have been the good people for you.
1: Yeah, it, it kind of it weeded yeah. out those that were not, you know, meant to do me uh, good. So I was fine with that. And just on that journey, I um I have enough material written and journaled that I actually, you know, put it together and wrote a book.
0: Mm-hmm. And.
1: Now I've just released my second book <laughs> that I've pub self-published. And that was a that was a trial and error, you know, kind of learning on my own how to self-publish. I've always wanted to write a book since I was, you know, in high school. That was like my dream to be a New York Times bestseller mm-hmm. author. So, you know, I'm I'm not there yet, but I'm still moving forward and you know, since my, you know, I was recently, well, not recently, but three years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And the journey that I was on previously prepared me for my cancer journey. And, you know, I didn't get down in the dumps. Oh, woe is me. I got cancer. It was like, okay, come on, we can get through this. (laughs) Because I had already got through a lot of bad stuff in my past life. Uh-huh. And so that was just another obstacle to get over. And um, with that uh, breast cancer journey, I've, I've learned to actually further that um, idea of just enjoying every second that we are gifted to be here. Yeah, And you know, not take anything for granted. Enjoy everything, enjoy the small things because the small things, when you add them all together, they equal a big amount of peace and love and happiness. Yes. that's,
0: (laughs) That's amazing. And I love something you said in there that I wanna highlight. You said, because you have gotten to know yourself, you i would call it you were on your badass journey when (laughs) cancer came around it didn't shake you right Uh like it's almost like the the ground shook but you were built on a rock you know from that uh parable um and so you didn't fall through but you had that strength within to face it head on and Mm -hmm. On the other side of it you became a published author and all that stuff because all that happened after cancer right so yeah that is beautiful in itself um and i want to also talk about a little bit about what other people thought about it because i thought about your journey right because when we are reinventing ourselves we're literally changing ourselves and there yes. are reasons why people hang on to us. There are reasons why we have certain friends, um, people, acquaintances, and there's a reason why you are you are the way you are because of your family too. And so, yes. when you choose to reinvent yourself, you shake the foundations there too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how was it in the beginning of you know dealing with? people's opinions thoughts questions about your reinvention journey
1: um it was I got asked a lot of questions like what was I doing when was I going back to work you know (laughs) what are you planning to do with your future and you know how are you surviving how are you making it you don't have income you don't have this you don't have that and You know, I would just tell them this is this is my journey Mm -hmm. and I choose to live a simple, simplistic life because it's not all about keeping up with the Joneses with the nice big house or the nice luxury car or, you know, just spending money on handbags and shoes. You know, if I have a pair of shoes and they got a good sole on them, that's a good pair of shoes. (laughs) I don't care if I spent fifty dollars or nine hundred dollars. A shoe is a shoe. Mm -hmm. Just like with you know with handbags, it's like I'm good with a little ten dollar bag that I found. If I like it and it can carry my stuff, that's all I need. Yeah. You know, I don't need the name brand stuff. And I had that perspective shift within myself, you know, that uh, when I took that that early retirement, I traveled and I ventured out to Costa Rica and just to see the interactions of the people there Mm. and the simplicity. I saw parents walking their kids to school. I saw families, you know, having family dinner in their homes I you know I just experienced that slower pace life where nobody was in competition with anyone it was just live life hey you come over you can eat we'll go over mm-hmm. to your house we'll you know work the farm with you you know it was just simple and they had more love I saw more love just in that simplicity and that was a, a big perspective shift for me.
0: Yeah, I I love that because my the story that I tell is when I was in Uganda and I went in as a missionary, you know, and in my own colonial Western ways of thinking, I was like, I'm going there to help the people to upgrade mm-hmm. them, develop them, you know? <laughs> and then I got there and there was... I was overwhelmed with how much I had to learn from them, right? Mm -hmm. And I was so humbled from those interactions and mostly seeing, you know, that it's not the things that make you happy. Like I Mm -hmm. had coming from where I come from, I had more materially than these people had, but I also saw that there were a lot more joy, a lot more ease Mm -hmm. in it. To the point that i was like where do you draw the line even you know like we came and we're like we need to push education and all that stuff but i'm like well the the whole issue is also part of the education system you know Mm -hmm. the the whole materialistic go get this get that get all that and so i still don't have the answers (laughs) and it's been what 13, 14 years since I was there, but Mm -hmm. it was definitely humbling and you know, you see a different way of going about things.
1: Yes. Yes. It's a, it's a very humbling experience when you are basically forced to live on a budget. Yeah. Because when I had the, you know, the career and I was bringing in good money, I was spending that money on frivolous things and in my mind I was like why don't I have any money why am I you know having to wait till I get paid again before I can go and buy stuff because I just spent it all on just stuff you know you know you get a a wild hair and you want to go oh I think I'm gonna redecorate my bathroom you know and to get everything you know that's going to be over a hundred dollars or you know and more and it was like I don't need all this stuff. I looked in my closets and I had sets. I had bathroom sets. I had, you know, bedroom sets, sheets, comforters, decorations that I would just kind of rotate. And I was like, I don't need all this extra stuff, you know? Yeah. And that that, that was that was a, a very big uh, perspective shift to accept that, that I don't need all that stuff. And nobody needs all that stuff and I just I went on a a detox and you know I put myself on a tight budget and I'm like if I go out to eat I limit myself you know either one day you're either going to go out on Friday or Saturday uh-huh. <laughs> and then you only got twenty dollars to spend on yourself so you better you know make it wide make a wise decision <laughs> so you know to put myself on that budget because yes I had money in the bank for my retirement but I didn't want to spend it all because it needed to get me through the two years that I was on sabbatical
0: yeah and
1: I always said if I go back to work it would be doing something that I love that brings me joy that puts a smile on my face Mm-hmm. And I found that, you know, and it wasn't, it never felt like work. I never felt like, oh, I don't want to go to work today because it was, it was something fun that I actually enjoyed doing and it was part-time. So it still gave me my free time plus, you know, time to help someone else because I was in the service industry and I was able to give and help families and then still give and help myself.
0: Yeah. I love that. So the whole journey started with a two year sabbatical and then you (laughs) never
1: went back to work. I never went back to work. No, I left corporate alone. (laughs) I love it.
0: Um, so you recently wrote your second book and it's a poetry book, right? Yes. Um, And I love the title, Well, Shift. (laughs) Um, Because that is part of the reinvention too. So can you talk a little bit more about that book and what it focuses on?
1: Okay. Um, Well, I just want to show the beautiful cover. I love it. (laughs) That I designed myself. And uh, the title is "Well Shift." It's all about perspective, mm-hmm. and it's just a compilation of the thoughts and poetry that I had written along that twelve-year journey,
0: yeah. being
1: by myself and on that, on that um, perspective shift journey. And it just kind of goes from the time that I embarked on that journey, and just different different thoughts and shift of the mindset throughout those 12 years.
0: I love it. I, we didn't plan this, but could you read something that you think might be really in alignment with this whole challenging the norms and reinventing yourself?
1: Okay, yeah. I can read what's on my back cover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, whale well, shift. A perspective shift happened in my life Some may call it a midlife crisis, but why is it called a crisis? Change is good. Without it, you never know what you are fully capable of accomplishing. Your perspective is what guides you, whatever, if it's positive or negative. Yes,
0: yes. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love it. Um, and I, something that you put in there is, why is it a crisis? Yes.
1: Um,
0: and I want to <laughs> kind of go back to that moment for you where you felt what is called a crisis that you knew that it was time to shift. What were the, the, the feelings that came up for you during that time?
1: Um, one of the biggest feelings I was sitting at my desk at work and I just asked myself the question why am i still doing this who am i hmm. trying to continually to prove wrong that yes i can do this and the answer was no one i had no one to prove anything to yeah. and that was that was like life changing when i you know got that perspective and asked myself that question and because in my past life, I was, you know, trying to prove myself to my mother, my um, spouse back then. And it was like, I don't have to prove anything to them anymore.
0: hmm
1: And that was, that was like the biggest wake up call ever. Yeah.
0: Love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what else, um. I feel like needs to be talked about. Anything else you feel like uh, needs to go in there?
1: Um, I could just say, talk about um since breast cancer, oh,
0: yeah. I,
1: um, I went, I chose to go flat with aesthetic flat closure. That's mm-hmm. um ha- having a double mastectomy without reconstruction. And I was 48 when I was diagnosed. And so I knew I was done having kids because I already yeah. had a hysterectomy 15 years prior to that. And so it was, it wasn't any question or any doubt in my mind. It was like a no brainer, just go flat because mm-hmm. of, you know, I was, you know, top heavy and I never liked that attention that, you know, my breast, you know, gathered because I just wanted people to see me for me, who I am yeah. inside, not what's on the outside. And you know, that's the whole that's a whole nother topic with the patriarchy, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So but in that um, you know, I found support groups on Facebook and which was very helpful. And I found groups of other women that chose to go remain flat and In that, because of where I lived, I felt so alone because I had never met or seen anyone in person that had chose to go flat. So I just, you know, made a general post, anyone in Texas that's flat and want to meet? And I got good response from that. And that was in 2021. And we got together, had our first retreat, and this year will be our third third year having an annual retreat in October where Texas flatties meet and come together and you know just bond and and make those friendships and those connections on a weekend in October
0: yeah and it's beautiful seeing like obviously I'm not part of that community I kind of want to (laughs) be because it seems so cool but obviously I'm not part of that community but from the outside looking in it felt like you created your own sanctuary of support right yeah um and what's also i think beautiful is last year you shared a a topless photo with your um flatties (laughs) Um, (laughs) and that's beautiful because you you said there that you didn't like all the attention that you got for your breasts. And now mm-hmm. you've accepted things. You have um, basically turned it around mm-hmm. and create it and show them off, you know, show them off how yeah. they are now, where you get yeah. to pretty much be in control of the attention, dictate mm-hmm. the attention. It feels like, like you took your power back.
1: And Yes, that, that's exactly what, yeah. what it is. I, I felt more empowered when I woke up from surgery. I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, I don't have to deal with that unwanted attention. And I took control over my body. And mm-hmm. I felt more like myself, my true self, once I went flat, which mm-hmm. I had never been able to feel or accept my true self before
0: that is so amazing and I can (laughs) totally relate to that that's kind of how I felt when I shaved my head completely yes how was that for you because I know you had longer hair before yes yes
1: I had long hair all my life uh from mid back to longer you (laughs) know and um I had always said in, in high school I was like oh when I turn 50 I'll cut my hair and just wear it short because it'll just be easier to to manage and you know I got diagnosed in at 48 so i was like okay just two years earlier <laughs> and I took I took my power with losing my hair from chemo before I started chemo and I cut okay. it short mm-hmm. and then after my first No, after my second chemo treatment, I noticed that it was coming out more. So I just got the clippers and just buzzed it. And it was so freeing to be able to to control that loss Mm -hmm. because I was able to kind of mourn it while I was still taking control of the reins. And this is not going to happen to me. Yes. You know, I'm taking that control over myself
0: you dictated the story right yes and for me it's even like thinking about perspective again right like when I was in Uganda all everyone had their head shaved women men anybody Mm -hmm. right and that was totally normal like people are seen as beautiful and as cute and sexy and all those things without their hair and then for us now in the western world hair is so important like people spend a lot of money and a lot of time Mm -hmm. taking care of and manicuring and styling and doing different things Mm -hmm. to their hair but just to see you know that the hair itself because we we sometimes think it's the hair that makes Mm -hmm. you beautiful right (laughs) it's the boobies that make you beautiful but it's not that like you are shining you are glowing you are all that without those patriarchy patriarchal Uh beauty standards and you know even bringing that thought back you know because all this is challenging the norms right (laughs) bringing that thought back of how much money and how much stuff you need you've mm-hmm. challenged that because there's the idea that the more you have the more you're taking care of the more comfortable you are the more supported and mm. all of that stuff you are <laughs> when the opposite can also be true it's not the stuff it's not the yeah. hair it's not the breast it's not the man it's not yeah. the country it's not any of that
1: Yes. it yes.
0: literally is you
1: Mm-hmm. yeah and the way I like to look at it I removed all of those stressors all of the stressors yeah. you know oh I gotta get my hair done oh I gotta get my nails done oh I gotta you know go buy $80 bras at the at the mall you know I it was just stress yeah because you know I would walk through a store you know and you like oh those are cute you know the cute little bras and the matching panties I never could wear that I couldn't get stuff you know off the rack for like 15 bucks it was like no I had to go to a specialty store where they're like 80 dollars starting and I'm like this is ridiculous I have to have a budget just for bras (laughs) and it was very stressful and now you've literally completely removed that issue (laughs) exactly we have to remove the stressors yes Yes. in order to find the peace
0: mm. you know <laughs> i feel like that should be the title and i'm going to write it <laughs> remove <Remind. laughs> okay so there's definitely a bunch of other stories you can tell but i feel like mm-hmm. this is a beautiful place to wrap up what okay. would be your What would be your number one lesson that you would say you've learned from challenging the norms and reinventing yourself?
1: Um, Just always go with your first mind. If it's it's on your mind and it's something that you want to do, just do it. Don't question what other people would think or, you know, how other people will react. Just do you. Yeah do you boo (laughs) yes just do you boo (laughs) all right so
0: this was our interview with leslie leslie thank you for coming your book
1: well shift is out um where can people purchase that um you can purchase well shift it's all about perspective on amazon.com
0: okay and Leslie yep. Howard is the author. Check her out. I will leave a link in the description for you to find it. Um, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for sharing your story and your journey, and thank you for living that story <laughs> and that journey. Thank <laughs> you a for having me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> Imagine living your life with a with a job you enjoy, and all of a sudden you end up in a wheelchair. L- how does that feel? How what do you do with your life then? Well, on the next episode, we have Christina Gill who's coming on and sharing how she has experienced that and then went on to create a liberated freeing life, traveling the world and doing some amazing, amazing stuff along the way. And she has a super motivational message to share with you. So stay tuned for the next episode. Catch it. And also, if you are the type of person that you're like, huh, these stories are inspiring me and (laughs) I'm ready to start challenging the norm, grab life by the balls and create um, and reinvent myself, then check out the Sanctuary. Sanctuary was created or is created specifically for people that want to do that and want to have the support as they move through and create this new life, reinventing themselves um, along the way. So you can find more information about it at heyshady.com forward slash sanctuary. I highly suggest checking it out. And if it is for you, sign up.